What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 389. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Really good, really good. Good to hear your voice. Joining us, of course, as always, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darlings. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Uh... Excellent, excellent. So much to talk about. Let's just get into the top of the show news. You know, we have to give uh, our sad notice that we lost Olivia Newton-John just before we started the show. We just heard about it. Known for, of course, Grease, the original Grease movie. One of my favorites, Xanadu. I think I wore that soundtrack out with my friend doing dance routines to it. And of course, the ever lusty video for physical music video, physical. Oh, I forgot about that one too. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. So 80s. So right when people in the 80s were getting into aerobics and all the men in there are (laughs) lathered and greased up in the gym leg warmers and all (laughs) yeah practically they were very 80s looking guys very hot with mustaches and all short shorts and it was so sexy i didn't realize this but that song spent 10 weeks on billboards 100 but it was banned on several radio stations that tells you a little bit about the times if radio stations not the music video but just simply radio stations were banning the song physical so oh, we've wow um, i mean if we if they played megan the stallion today, was just gonna you know, say back then or <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on about all the artists today that would you know thank god thanks to physical they now yeah. can see the light of day and express themselves. Jeremy, did you know Olivia Newton-John and did you watch Grease? And I all did. That? Yeah, uh, Grease is actually like one of my family members' favorite uh, movies, and so I've watched it a ton. All, all of the Greases, and I, yeah. I obviously knew her because she was an icon. Definitely an icon. I really loved yeah. her voice so much. And at 73, it's really sad. Were you? Were, did you hear the news today, Cody? Yeah, I heard it today. And I texted out to all my friends. We're just losing so many people in the past week. <sighs> Michelle Nichols passed away, too, from Star Trek, wow. Lieutenant Uhura. Yes, exactly. So it's just such a sad week. I'm so... Uh, rest in peace to everybody. I know, I know. At least she was a little bit, the latter was in her late 80s, I believe. Yeah. But Olivia, so young at 73, rest in power, Olivia Newton-John. And in other news, I wanted to just shout out to a guy that noticed or recognized me from our show. I was having dinner i was telling you guys with my friend shanette and her nephew at boucherty in the west village Ooh. and he said hi and recognized us from the show so shout out to you thanks he listens to us every week i didn't get his name um Love but that. V- yeah very nice thank you for shouting out if you're listening and to your cute friend too that you were sitting next to okay. <laughs> trying to get another oh, date honey trying to get another date in there <laughs> exactly you know yeah. shameless shameless we also over the weekend some good news madonna had two 
collaborations come out. Oh, bitch. Sasha, I know. <laughs> Beyonce included Madonna in uh, Save My Beat Break My Soul, the Queen's remix, in which she celebrates the ball culture and the culture that inspired Vogue and samples the song. Really, did you guys hear it both? The song? Yes, it is. Yes, definitely. I love it. I didn't hear the Queen's remix yet. Oh, you haven't heard the Queen's remix yet? It's so good. It's really good. Shout outs to uh, Nina Simone in there, Betty Davis, Janet, her sister, Solange Knowles, Missy, Diana, Grace Jones. Love it. Uh, on and on, Jill Scott, Jilly from Philly, which I love. <laughs> so good. Which I'm a big Jill Scott fan, yeah. so I was happy to hear that. Some people were a little miffed that they didn't include Mariah Carey. I, of <gasps> course, was not. <laughs> Some even said the material girl herself said, I will not let you use this song if you put her in the mix. <gasps> but no. That was some shade. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure that's not true at all. <laughs> and it was really people... I, I like the, the list of people she included. Were you mad at it, Cody? No, I wasn't mad at it. I was quite proud of her. And you know what? It was just a beginner list. That's how I, I like to look at okay. it. There's so yeah. many more. So she only had so much time. So maybe the next <laughs> remix, she'll put Mariah on there. You never know, honey. Oh, or Mariah maybe she won't. take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeremy. That's why I love the OG on the show. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Call it what it is. Not to be outdone, Madonna also dropped a surprise collab with Saucy Santana this week called Materia Guarl. Did I say that right, Cody? Guarl? You better work, boo. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> a call back to one of the earliest and most beloved hits, Material Girl. I listened to that too. And that's a lot of fun, actually, because unlike the previous one, Break My Soul, it really just uses samples of Vogue. Madonna actually raps in this new Saucy Santana remix collaboration, Materia Guarl. And it's pretty good. Did you hear that one, Cody or, or Jeremy? I have to get oh. into it. No, I haven't. Good, all good. Just go to Madonna on wherever you get your music. And I was happy for all those shout outs. People are finally recognizing the queen. <laughs> <laughs> also in news, you know, we, we did, um, we were asking the question, cut or uncut? based on Michael Henry's video on YouTube, which is a fun skit. I posted it on Tag's podcast. You know, our TikTok, interestingly enough, I did a poll on our TikTok, prefer cut or uncut, and they didn't have the option to put a third versus like you don't care. But 26% of you guys said cut, and a whopping 74% prefer uncut. That surprised me because when we were doing the show originally, Cody, it seemed the other way around or those that were joining us live, I will say, simply didn't care like you and I didn't care. Although you and I didn't care, but a lot of our listening audience had a preference. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what? You like what you like as long as you don't discriminate is what I say. Yeah, we didn't get to ask Jeremy, though. What would you prefer, cut or uncut or you don't really care? Uh, for me, I don't really care. Got it. Yeah, good. I don't either. I mean, I think Cody's and my response was you can't 
control that. And in America, you're going to meet a lot of people that are cut. So I just think if you are uncut, it's very important to be like sanitary and clean. Because I know it takes a little more attention in that effort. Yes. That's what they were saying in the Michael Henry video. So I think you're on point with that. Great. Also in top of the show news, looking, there's a new app and we're going to have the crew, one of the creators of it on our show on Wednesday night, Tags Live, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, who created an app called Looking List Personals. He will be joining us this Wednesday. You don't want to miss it because it's essentially a new app that takes notes from Craigslist. So when Craigslist Personals went away, that idea of really putting out there what you're looking for in a personal style, but now it's in an app form. Mm -hmm. You can really choose what you want. We have a lot of questions for him. He's going to break it all down, but I'm kind of excited about this because I used to go on the Craigslist personals and kind of like that because you could either, it was almost like ordering in or ordering out. Oh Oh my. (laughs) Whatever it is that you were really looking for and you could be specific about it and put it out there. I've responded to several of them and got exactly what I wanted. Unlike spending, I always say this, I don't do well on the apps. I feel it's more a wasted amount of time for me, personally speaking. Did you, either one of you ever get into Craigslist personals, Jeremy? Uh, no. Never? Okay. <laughs> a hard pass. No. How about you? I did a lot of misconnections, and unfortunately, never nothing ever came from the misconnections. But, I mean, I would I was always hopeful. So, I mean, <laughs> and now I got a man, so I can't go on there anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things you can do, Cody, you'll like this on Looking List Personals, and we'll ask him... Eric, when he comes on the show, is you can also put friends on there as well. And oh, you were talking about cool. wanting to infiltrate my speed dating I'm night going. last week. I'm, t- I'm going. Well, this might, this might be something for you because you could actually put friends on there and people to hang out with. Speaking of speed dating, I reported last week that I went on the speed dating network party and had some successes. So this is the week where I'm going on two dates of two people that I connected with. And might remember, if you remember, they had to click the same box that they wanted to go on a date as well with me. So I'm excited about that. One's on Thursday, one's on Friday. I'm also going on a friend date because remember that was one of the options as well with the guy that wasn't in my category because I was in the 36 and over category. And this was a guy that I, he had to be like in his early twenties, but we got, we talked before the event started, we had a drink together and really got along. And he had asked me, we were talking about Beyonce, the new Beyonce album. And he asked me if I had a favorite track on there. And besides the breakout hit, Break My Soul, I did have Pure Honey. And he was like, oh, I love that one. Okay. And I, I felt like, which is going to come up in a, another topic coming up about pop culture and what people know. <laughs> And how, if that is is not important to you. So I'm excited to get together with her. And we're going to go. I have a question, though. I have this place in mind. And I want your guys' advice to kind of go to all my dates with, whether it's friend or not. I It's 
here in New York City, it's at the Hudson Yards. It's the Spanish Mercado Market. And it's kind of a great space because there's a wine bar in there. Mm -hmm. There's a craft cocktail bar. There's a place to get like cheese and small bites. And I just think it would be a great space, modern and not a sit-down formal restaurant. Do you think it's okay to go to this spot? Is it a good choice? And can I bring all my dates there all week long? <laughs> You're going to become a regular? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does it matter? I mean, I think no, this is a good spot. That. Yeah, I think it is okay. a good spot. It's very uh, <clears throat> open, public, like very chic and all like fun stuff to do. And just the atmosphere is a speaking point alone if it's like yeah an awful date and doesn't have like good natural conversation so i think it's a good choice good yeah i think it's light and like you all the things you said it's you know i think sometimes when you plant yourself in a restaurant and it's always so hard where do you want to go where do you want to go and i just think this is like you said a modern new place with great architecture it invites you to pick up if you're having a glass of wine in one you could move the conversation over to there's a little cheese and charcuterie place neck right in the same area then you can move over to the craft cocktail area and if not, you could always go to the High Line, which is a great space to walk along and mm -hmm. take in the scenery if it's not too hot. So I, I, I'm i looking forward to this. I'm bringing everybody Ooh. there. That's all there is to it. I love it. <laughs> I love That sounds like a good plan to me because, you know, you have all these differing things for a multitude of you know, interests that people could have and you're, you'll be standing up so you can run away, run away really quick if you <laughs> Yes. And keep in mind, I've gone on three, five minute dates with these guys. I mean, I almost made it three, but I met them five minute dates and they're guys that I, they, I liked their conversation thus far. And we all kind of went to, we were in the same pool of people looking for the same thing. So I'm excited about this. I will report back, though, and keep the conversation going. All right. Well, one of my favorite shows right now on Netflix that I binged this week, Uncoupled. Have you guys seen it yet with Neil Patrick Harris? I started the first episode, but I, I don't know. I, I can't get into it. So I completely agree. I started it, and I just think the acting is, like, just not, I don't know. It's not doing it for me. Oh, really? look, I'm so glad somebody else agrees with me. Everybody else I, I talked to. It, like, I've, I'm, I love it. I'm not even but... on episode one. I'm on like episode five. I'm just watching it because I honestly don't mind the storyline. And I miss like the the nightlife in New York and seeing all of that kind of stuff. But I don't know. The acting is like a little corny for me. Okay. And yet you liked Queer as Folk, yes? I definitely liked Queer as Folk, but I really liked the music in that. And I don't know, it was definitely a younger crew, which doesn't really usually matter to me. So it's not really that. I don't know. It's just not like hooking so, me. I hear what you're saying. And some of the people, I actually loved it, binged the whole thing. And I, the reasons I like it is because I think it's my age group. It's, it's people that are in their 40s and beyond looking mm -hmm. for love now. And I think a lot of the shows, they're always so geared towards this really youthful, 
young age group. But what happens when you're 40 and you still are looking for love? And I like that it's modern day and my age group. And so for me, it speaks to me, I guess, <laughs> on what I'm going through where I feel so many shows are geared towards a younger audience and it's nice to just see representation going across. But, you know, um, but in episode five, one of the things I want to ask about a specific one, Neil Patrick Harris's character hooks up with somebody and asks the question, condoms? And the guy he's with, who's younger, actually, says, Mm -hmm. nobody wears condoms now. Where (laughs) have you been? Yeah. (laughs) And he goes on this whole thing, which is Harry. He says, we've given condoms and network TV back to the straight people where they belong, was his (laughs) hookups response, which I loved. I had to write it down. And the guy who he hooks up with calls... Neil Patrick Harris's character, a bitter old queen. What? But it, which is hilarious. But I have to ask the question: Does when you're out there in the dating game, and Cody, you're with somebody that is younger and you've hooked up with, but you're up on pop culture. Uh-huh. How how much does age difference and keeping up with what's going on in the news matter to you? To me, it matters a lot. So. For example, the guy I was just on speed dating that we are going on a friend date tomorrow, he has to be in his 20s. But when he asked me, he said he was listening to the Beyonce album, which had just dropped literally right before the date, practically. So it was that fresh. Love it. And I I had a song. He, He asked me, what was, do you like a song on there? And besides Break My Soul... I had Pure Honey because I had just heard it on my BBC Radio 1, which I listen to every Friday live, and I get all my music from there, and that was one of the songs, and I was like, oh, I love this song, and this is really great, I'm downloading it. And so he was like, oh, I love that song. So keeping up with pop culture and relative things is important to me because I do not want to be known ever as a bitter old queen. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't think you're in any danger, darling. Don't worry. But I ask you, Cody, does being relevant and age gaps, we've talked a lot about this before, but did it matter to you when you met Joe? Maybe not because you're up on stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... I have a very youthful spirit and a, an energy that is youthful, whatever that means. But so I tend to... I agree. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I tend to keep up with current events, things that are going on in popular culture. Trust me, I have my old man times. I <laughs> I love me some old old school music, things of that nature. So I, but in thank you, Tony Braxton. Oh my God. Okay. Even older Even than that, older though. But than yeah. that, yes. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's a joke, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it doesn't. I it. I can date an older man. I can date a younger man as long as they have a youthful energy about them. Yeah, it's interesting, Jeremy, because you and I have been BFFs for a long time, and we're 20 years apart, Mm -hmm. but I feel in many ways I'm a young soul and you're kind of an old soul in many ways. You know a lot about pop. Yeah. What is it about that? And also... Do you need somebody that you date to kind of be up on what's going on and talk a little bit about age difference? I don't mind them not being in the know. Uh, It definitely does help like for a conversation starter at the beginning of a relationship. But I do think it sometimes in a, in the dynamic of 
even a friendship as a relationship, it helps to like sometimes the opposites attract. So I don't know if it's like a deal breaker or it's necessarily like something that would bother me at all, but it it does help have a common ground when you're trying to get to know someone and bringing up like current events. It It's a nice thing to talk about, like you said, about Beyonce, about Madonna, about collaborations and concerts and things. But I also think on another hand, you can interest people that don't know what's going on at the same at the same time. I agree because we all have those friends that say they don't watch any TV and we know they're lying, but or, or like <laughs> or just also the ones that like don't really have TikTok, but you'll show them like a TikTok video and then something a, a conversation comes off of that and I think that people choose what they want to look at and take part in daily and I don't think that it's necessarily bad or good one way or the other you're just you and whatever interests you I think makes you yourself and makes people intrigued to speak to you or talk to you or hang out with you you know see and that's why I love you so much because you always bring up a side that I didn't really think of and you're right I think I just need to be with somebody that respects what I do and obviously we definitely, keep up with, definitely. We keep up, yeah, respect. So, yeah, if you're as... if you're with someone that like absolutely hates and doesn't want to speak about like say for for example for me, how uh, housewives and like late, yeah. Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez and like current fashion and home decor and if you like don't ever want to hear any of that, it's probably not going to be an a fun time to be around me. <laughs> right. Just because that's the things that I like to talk about, look at, and surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I feel whoever I date, I know a lot about, obviously, sexuality. We talk so much about that. Mm-hmm. Pop culture, I really keep up with. I actually have a lot of other interests and tastes that never make it to the show because yeah. they're so not relevant to, I mean talking about music in particular my background is in old school quiet storm radio where i worked in for so many years oh so Tony when i'm even older <laughs> i'm talking the ojs and i'm talking oh, earth wind yes. and fire and i'm talking like you know old stuff jazz my father was a musician so we heard jazz in our house all the time and a lot of latin music and so those kinds of things i actually play on my own and have party for one here i'm always Mm -hmm. happy when somebody wants to partake in that as well because i'm like really you like this too so i think we all have many layers to us and you listed some of them jeremy but you have other layers too that people wouldn't even know and and you're always open to new things so Mm -hmm. i think that's the key that when the guy called Neil Patrick Harris's character an old bitter queen, I also find that surprising too, just because it would surprise me that Neil's character wouldn't know about prep because one of his best friends is out on the prowl all the time. Mm -hmm. The Samantha character, if you will, I'm using air quotes. And 
I think it was a funny joke for him to make, but I don't think it stands true that his character wouldn't really know that. Living in New York City, like, have you been living under a rock? I mean, and being a real estate yeah. agent in New York City. I mean, thank you. That, I, that, that it was a funny been... joke for the moment, but right. I don't think it really stands true to the reality of somebody his in his lifestyle and character should really know about what's going on. He probably right. in real life. Neil Patrick no, Neil, would have really totally known about that. Of Neil, course he does. 100% does. Yeah. It was interesting writing that they chose to make the character not know that. It did make for funny jokes, so I get it. They had some... There was a couple jokes that were cringeworthy to me in it. I'm not going to go on and on about about Puerto Vallarta, one of my favorite... Whenever you come for some of my favorite places, <laughs> I was... They called it, oh, after a couple weeks, it's a gay quinceanera... And what? something like that and i was like uh, uh yeah see it gets a laugh but i was like oh uh-uh. oh, i'm offended i'm a i'm a guest i was uh. a little offended too but i let it go and i'm moving on to this next story we definitely have to talk about monkeypox update because it really does affect our community and president joe biden's newly appointed monkeypox response deputy coordinator dr dimitri De- Dakalakis, I think I said that right, held a briefing Friday afternoon during which he addressed concerns from reporters representing LGBTQ plus news organizations. I like that they had LGBTQ organizations in the mix addressing the people that it really matters because there's more than 7,000 cases of monkeypox vaccines are currently, excuse me, 7,000 cases of monkeypox are currently confirmed in the U.S., and that number is probably even higher than we think. On Thursday, the U.S. government declared monkeypox outbreak a national health emergency, freeing up funds to be directed to combat the spread of the virus. And one of the things that they said that they're also encouraging, the administration is recommending that gay, bisexual, and other men and men who have sex with men and their networks implement risk mitigation strategies, such as reducing the number of sexual partners, including new or anonymous ones, followed updated. This is following the CDC prevention guidance that they also, and the World Health Organization. It's interesting with a lot of this news updates. They're also talking about splitting the dosage. So, for example, I got my dosage, and now because if they you do the math and the how they're trying to get more vaccination made, mm-hmm. there isn't going to really be enough yeah. to really. And so, what they're talking about now is splitting a dosage into five doses, which actually and a different way of administering it that you can still have some protection with that. But, uh, you know, I was out on the weekend at the Eagle here in New York City, which is a cruise bar, as Mm -hmm. many of you know. And I went there early, but as the night went on, it was a Saturday night and it wasn't busy at all. And I asked two of my favorite bartenders, so is it... Because of summer, they're like, no, it's because of monkeypox. They're like flat out because of monkeypox that the reason there's it's not that busy and they've definitely seen a drop in people coming out. You know, what are 
first jeremy did you were you able to lock in a monkeypox vaccination for yourself are you even looking to get one so i haven't as of yet but i definitely am looking and i do know a location that's not super close but i'm going to uh look into making an appointment to get my first uh with them shortly yeah, so I re- so I talked about the Eagle, and there's some other parties that I get in my feed. I get all these parties that one of them's an uh, annual one that is in Fire Island. It's called the Full Moon Party by MMX, and one of the things that they said on their email blast, I've also worked, volunteered, and worked, no, excuse me, worked for them and got free free accommodations. Mm-hmm. I love Jeff, who runs it. They were saying that all of their masseurs, because it's male massage exchange, mm-hmm. at least 96% of them have had one dosage of the shot. Oh, because that's amazing. this can affect the masseurs and people not wanting to get a massage. They are going forward, though, with their party, the full moon party which i've been to which for the most part is a sex party mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go to this party just for a lot of reasons but one of them is that i just don't think i want to put myself in the mix even though i have one dosage currently mm-hmm. in me also there's the meat party that is coming up and they're continuing going on i think it's a play party that happens there too they are going forward. I don't want to go to that either. Cody, what are you what are you hearing out in the streets? And yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts about some of these parties? I and mean, you hate to see business suffer. Yo, no, 100%. I think that I I totally agree that the crowds are diminishing in these clubs because of monkeypox. I spoke to someone just yesterday and I'm not going to disclose where it was, but he said that he saw someone getting a blowjob on the dance floor and the guy clearly had monkeypox. And I I was aghast. I was like, what? Really? I don't know how, tr- how true or not true it is, but that's what he, he stands by what he says. And I'm not going to say who it was or where it was, but he, that's that's, that's on his word. So, and I think that I'm going to personally stay out of the clubs in the time that's coming up because I don't think that I want to put myself at risk. My boyfriend and I are looking into actually getting the vaccine. I want to go to Canada, but he wants to stay local and, and get a, a vaccination here in New York City. So uh, everybody just think, stay safe. Yeah, exactly. And you know... Right. And again, we don't want to call out people that it's they're saying the CDC and the administration is saying to look at your partners. And I've changed my patterns. I'm going on dates, for example, this week. And when I went to the Eagle, I did actually meet a guy, one guy where normally I would have gone into an area at the Eagle that's a little more cruisy and maybe had multiple fun (laughs) with multiple people i did not do that although i also think that there was less people there to do that and i did meet one person and came home with them but i'm also vaccinated too so i think i'm protected as much as i feel like i've done my part and i'm going to get the second dosage as well but yeah i think you have to be careful and it's crazy out there so yeah All right, moving on to this 
crazy, really horrific story. There is a Metro Atlantic couple who's been charged with using adopted kids to make child porn. Bear with me here. A Walton County couple has been arrested and are facing child sex crime charges for acts deputies say they committed against their adopted children. This is a gay couple, you guys. Two white men. Last month, the Walton County Sheriff's Office raided a home in unincorporated Loganville where they believed a man was downloading child porn. When interviewing him, the suspect admitted to collecting child porn and identified a second suspect in Oxford. The suspect told deputies that the other suspect was making the child porn with at least one child who lived in his home. And the first suspect's identity has not been released. Well, deputies were able to get arrest warrants for both adult men living in the home. William Dale Zulak, who's 32, and Zachary Jacoby Zulak, married couple, I assume, 35, Walton County's Division of Family and Child Services joined deputies in responding to the home to help protect the two children in the home. And after making sure the children were safe, investigators found evidence that the couple who were the adoptive fathers of the pair of brothers living there were recording themselves committing sexually abusive acts against the children. So, you know, we we were struggling with doing this topic. And I know I reached out to you, Cody, Mm -hmm. earlier about even doing this topic, but it is a topic that's within our realm of LGBTQ+. And we don't do this story lightly. We don't do it to sensationalize. We do it to show a reality that is one story happening, but also to talk about the stigma that is ever-present in our community. I can just already imagine how this story is going to be used by right-wing senators to against our community. See, I told you so. When you get two men and they adopt a child, this is what happens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so lascivious and gross, and I hope these guys go to jail forever. Me too. Because it's disgusting that a couple... And I watched the story, and I saw the beautiful house that they own, and we're raising these kids in it was disgusting but we do it because i don't want this story to proliferate as see i told you so but it is a real what were your thoughts cody on this um i can see why you would want to shy away from a subject like this it's it's so easy to kind of take on the sins of people in our community and i put our community in quotation marks because i am starting the official petition to have them excommunicated from the lgbtq community <laughs> good okay i'm i'm the first name on the list but the fact of the matter is these actions don't reflect on the LGBTQ community. It reflects on pedophiles and abusers and shying away from this topic only emboldens abusers because they can use us people that are doing the right thing as a cover and reinforces the falsehood of respectability politics. And that's basically the notion that uh, minority and marginalized groups aren't worthy of respect unless they act a certain way. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Those horrible people, they don't reflect on anything over here. And whether you are black, brown, gay, trans, whatever you are, you are worthy of respect no matter what. And those people should be thrown under the jail. 
Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, when you hear a story like this, what's your first thoughts that, oh, really, did we have to have this? Or, I mean, what were your thoughts when you heard the story as I read it? I just think it's baffling and it's really like disgusting. And it, like you said, it's not a reflection of our community whatsoever. Right. And it's just foul. And I really hope that they end up going to jail for all of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Cody, we were talking too about it too. It's like you said, black and brown. I mean, not to lighten it up too much, yeah. but when we were in Fire Island recently. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like when you're black or brown, you have to also be mindful that people are going to assume certain things too. Yeah. And we, we just needed some cups for the wine, the rosé all day that we were going to be drinking and one of our friends said, why didn't you just grab those cups that were at the local store? And you said what? I said, I could be just grabbing cups and taking them out of stores. I'm a, I'm a black man in, <laughs> in America. I just don't be taking things, okay? They will put me, it, they will lock me up so fast. They would have got a, a ferry to, a prison ferry to take my ass back to the shore. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree too. I mean, I was the one that grabbed the cups actually as a brown man and i don't know what i was thinking but i was like we need these cups and i'm grabbing them and i asked the white friend of your boyfriend uh-huh. and he's like yeah yeah grab them so of course the white man was telling me to grab oh, yeah. the cups <laughs> don't listen to them don't know don't li- i know I- <laughs> and it's it's important to be cognizant of these yeah of these things but you can't let it rule how you act in the world because I mean, I should have been able to just take those cups. People were taking the cups left and right, but I, I mean, <laughs> I did not think twice about it. I was like, I have to pay for these because I can't, I'm here to have a good time. I'm not here to be up in can cuffs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, uh, we will report back on that. Hunter Biden, you guys, the president's son says fixation on his nine inch penis is due to body dysmorphia. Oh, this is a crazy story. Oh Hunter Biden's laptop is a gift to many people because they, um, Hunter Biden said his obsession with his naked selfies was a result of quote body dysmorphia. And according to a rambling, rambling speech found in the notes of his hard drive quote i love to be reassured that my nine inch very big penis was actually big it may sound funny to you but it's body dysmorphia i know my penis is almost twice the size of an average man's penis the first son wrote on july 12th in 2018 the note was found on his hard drive of a laptop biden left at a Delaware computer store in April of 2019. Quote, it sounds like it's overcompensation. In the past, may have felt there was something lacking and it seems like he's... So, quote, it sounds like it's an overcompensation. In the past, Hunter may have felt there was something lacking and it seems like he bases a lot of his internalized value with his penis. This is Allison Cohen. She's a New York-based psychotherapist who has treated clients with the disorder, body dysmorphia, which she told the post. And it brings up the question, do you rely on 
a certain attribute that you possess that you know is your winning attribute. Maybe not your nine inch penis, although maybe. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I, I do, yeah. But Jeremy, do you, well, let me go to Jeremy first. Okay, Would you shave, you have a beautiful beard and it grows beautifully. Would you get rid of your beard, Jeremy? Because it's very sexy on you, but would you get rid of it? No, I definitely wouldn't. You wouldn't? And why? <laughs> Just because I know that it, I look better with it, and I've shaved it off by accident before, and <laughs> I look so strange. <laughs> I've, that's so funny. I've done that with the three hairs that I have, what I call a little mustache. <laughs> and if I th- shave off three hairs, it's like, oh, damn it, I got to shave the whole thing off. <laughs> but so, okay, so w- would you say you that's one of your attributes that you hold on to. Yes, definitely. Any other attributes about yourself, Jeremy? I think honestly, my smile is like a given. I, I like take such good care of my teeth. And I think that my smile is one thing that like, even if I post a picture and I'm serious, I'll get more likes on a picture if I smile more. And it's the only thing that people mention all the time. About myself. Oh, you have a gorgeous smile. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about this for myself. And what is there something... These days, I'm just really obsessed with working out. And so I will, if I'm posting a video for the show, promoting the show, do it after I work out Mm -hmm. and get a clean cut fade from my barber I feel like a million bucks if I've gotten, it doesn't even matter if I've reached my goal per se, because who, mm-hmm. when are we ever happy or a hundred percent? Right. And that part I can yeah, understand people that suffer from body dysmorphia. I don't think we ever are. And I don't think you ever really want to be, because you always should be striving for something, whether it's better health, better physical health, whatever that is. So for me, it is a, a workout a, that I pumped up so much and I'm totally addicted to that right now and a fade that I will mm-hmm. then oh get, get on a selfie with good lighting and that's when you know I'm, I'm feeling good about I think, myself. I honestly think the fade is like, not the fade alone, but like a haircut in general is universal for men. Number that one. It makes <laughs> everyone one. it makes everyone feel like a million bucks. And yeah. you literally feel like your shit doesn't sink once you leave the barber. Have you ever noticed yourself walking, like take a note and looked in the in the reflection of yourself walking out the door after you got your you can go i can go anywhere i can go to the east side i can go to the west side child who needs me now i am ready to go definitely yeah i'm addicted to my fades too yeah (laughs) cody what about you no i love it i think that i'm i'm with you i think that my body i like to keep up my body and also my mustache I, i cut a little bit close and I think I agree with Jeremy. I think that when you cut it too close and you, you're you not used to how it looks, then you can kind of, you're like, oh my gosh, what is my face doing? Who is that man in the mirror right now? So <laughs> I I think those two things are for me, the, my part of my quote unquote body dysmorphia. 
because you know what? Also, I was thinking, and when I think it's partially because when you get used to looking at something for so long, and and you get used to the way that it looks when it's different, then of course it's going to look odd to you. So just right. like with the beard, it, when you cut it off, you're like, oh my gosh, that looks so strange. But also, like if you have a nine inch penis, when you see something else <laughs> that is not nine inches, of course that's going to look strange to you, and you you kind of have to be reassured. I don't know that that's just what was. You just going gotta through shave my mind. the pubes. You just gotta shave the pubes, Girl. and then it'll look longer and bigger than it did <laughs> prior to that. Everything comes down to the fade, you guys. Whether it's on your head or below the belt. It's all about the fade. Okay. All right. <laughs> I put that on a t-shirt, boo, because... <laughs> okay. Yes. There's a Reddit thread that I want to get your guys' take on. It asks the question, is a good guy, quote, a good guy, a turn off? A few months back, this guy writes, I met this guy on Tinder. Usually, we would have normal conversations, but on this particular day, we were both horny and started to talk about sex and our experiences. He has been out there, sex parties, threesomes, orgies, raw sex. Not now, honey. I hope. I mean, man. <laughs> and at one pox. Oh. Not during monkey pox. <laughs> In this economy? In this economy. <laughs> yes, honey. At one point, he gave some TMI. I thought the TMI was telling about all those parties he was, but... He started to talk about the STDs oh, he wow. had gotten in the past. And honestly, I was like, wow, I got a little turned off. But he did mention how he wanted to slow down and stop having risky sex. Now, on the other hand, I haven't had much experience with sex. I've only slept with six people. Wow. Talk to Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> talk to Jennifer Coolidge, who's had 200 in wow. my life and haven't had wild experiences. At the end of the conversation, he made the comment, I wouldn't know what to do with a good guy. His words. This kind of stuck with me. I've always, I always wonder if my lack of experience with will be an issue with a guy. I know different people have different needs. Maybe some guys do need a guy who is experienced. So I'm curious to others' opinion. Would an inexperienced guy be an issue for you? And I'm just going to start off by saying for myself, as somebody that has gone to the cruising bar area in situations and gone to sex clubs and enjoyed all of that i am really into this dating thing right now and really kind of going on some dates i don't know what sex lives i'm going to encounter but it's not going to be about sex this for, on these first few dates it's going to be about conversation and do i get along I feel everybody has a dirty and a naughty side yes. on them. And I want to go the other route right now. This is where I'm at right now. This is me now, JLo, <laughs> which I love that. <laughs> and then me right now is about getting to know somebody first. And then we can go that route. I'm not turning off my sex. But let's just break down what this guy said. To me... He said TMI was telling him he had STDs. TMI was before that when he talked about going to all of these parties. I don't know why people feel they need to tell you every single sexual situation they had before you. I go back to a time when you don't ask for videos of somebody you're talking to on Grindr mm -hmm. and they send you a, picture, a video of them fucking somebody else and to me, I didn't ask for that. I don't want to see that, Valerie Charrett. 
to me, it's TMI. So his TMI was STDs. Jeremy, what what are your thoughts on good guy and what this guy's asking? I think that uh, inexperienced or experienced, I I would take either. I think it's fun and it's a like fun time to teach someone things and the ropes and like something that they don't know. But I do I don't enjoy teaching someone like who they are as themselves. Not oh. taking out of the sexual aspect. I think if they don't know themselves, like for oh. example, I dated mm-hmm. a guy that was bisexual, and I think for me, for some reason, it brought out an insecurity in me that I can't compare to a woman. And I think that mm-hmm. he couldn't come to the conclusion of deciding which one he liked better. Or like which one he would be satisfied with. And so that for me was like off limits because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, this is not going to work because it always is in limbo. And there's never like a a stagnant, like a good hold on what he actually wants and doesn't want. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword in a way. Uh, I... I think either experienced or inexperienced is fine. It just depends on what things specifically, like if we're talking about sexually specifically, I think someone can always learn more and try new things. But in other realms, there's, there is a lot that I wouldn't go for. Yeah. That makes sense. Once again, it totally makes sense. And taking it out of the sexual part of it i don't really care as long as you're open to it right i've had a lot of sexual experiences but i haven't had a lot of sexual experiences with you not you in particular jeremy Mm -hmm. or but with this person that i'm about to have sex with Mm -hmm. and to me it's about chemistry and what we're going to create together what i might have done in the past isn't who i am that's why i really always have loved that title by JLo, this is me now. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that resonated with me because we are always evolving, and I don't always rely on my past to dictate what I want to experience in the moment now. And if you are in the moment with me right now, I don't need my past experiences. I want to be in the moment with you now. And what are we going to create? And dive into right now and i don't know you so it this could be magic yeah and so i'm excited about that i'm more kind of what you're saying jeremy of what's in your mind yeah and are you backwards thinking because that might bother me a little bit if you are backwards thinking or it's nice for it to be like organic and have it not be so difficult or so contrived to think about too much Mm mm-hmm and for it to just be real, like what what's your actual feelings in the moment with that specific person? Yeah. And staying on you, Jeremy, really quick, do you think that some people over divulge too much sometimes? Or are you not bothered by what this guy called TMI? I think they definitely do. But I, I think in some cases, it just really depends on the chemistry with the person. In some cases, it helps you understand how a person has become the way that they are. And that could be a death that just happened recently, or 
they lost someone that was so close to them or right. they they just lost their job or they just got a new job and they're like it just sometimes it does help explain to you who they are and how they got there and then yeah. in other cases it's like a word vomit all on the spot about like <laughs> so the STD thing i i personally wouldn't be talking about that on a first date yeah. or no, within the oh first gosh. few 5 Hundred dates for six months. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But once you start talking to them about like sexual health and getting tested and prep and all of that stuff, I think that that's a good time to divulge information about what you've had in the past. I definitely don't think it's something that I would be bringing up fresh or brand new with talking to someone. And Cody, what about this guy when he talks about a quote, good guy, do you relate to or not relate to? Because how did you now, Joe, were you a good guy? Was he a good guy? (laughs) We're both good guys. That's the answer to the question. Okay. Enough said. Drop the mic. Done and done. So, I mean, I don't think that, you know, you don't have to be any type of guy in order to be in, in a relationship as long as you find somebody that appreciates you and loves you for who you speak are. On the, and then speak on the sex part. Like, what if one person has more sexual experiences than the other one? Well, thankfully, uh, <laughs> we both have pretty similar sexual experience. Okay. <laughs> but I think that um, it, you, anything can work as far as that is concerned as long as you're, you communicate and you you know, let, let your insecurities be known. You have to be vulnerable with your partner as far as that is concerned, because the more that they know about how to satisfy your conditions for satisfaction, basically, then the more that they are able to, you know, placate or just be more empathetic towards you. I do think that honestly, um, when it comes to, experience there is something to be said for like sowing your oats and things of that nature so i do like somebody with a little bit more experience but i can i could have made anything work if joe didn't have any experience my boyfriend joe if he didn't have any experience as long as we were talking about it and we were open and honest with each other we could have made it work and we're, we're open and honest right now and that's all i asked from him i love it yeah no i Agree. I don't understand the, I think people can be good and good in bed, good guys and good in bed. And I agree with all everything you guys have said. Lovely. Yeah. And lastly, we have to shout out to the one and only Angelica Ross. You all know her from Pose, Candy. Love her. She is is making history in her Broadway debut as the first trans lead in the revival of the musical Chicago, which will premiere September 12th. From September to November, Ross will star as Roxy Hart in an eight-week limited engagement, and her first show will take place at the Ambassador Theater in New York City, this is according to Playbill. And I'm so excited me for too. her. You know, I love me some Angelica Ross, my favorite. Candy was my favorite. And I used to say that, I mean, you guys remember back when the show was on, I was like, it's all about Candy. <laughs> I would just say, I was calling out Candy before she was Angelica. I mean, people knew. I was like, it's Candy. I was so into her. Do you have and- a hammer in your purse? <laughs> <laughs> you know I do. 
up my sleeve. Absolutely. This is a show that continuously has gone on forever. Chicago, I'm talking about, with, you know, different stars. Sometimes you like the stars, sometimes you don't. But I actually might go back and see Chicago now with Angelica just because of her. I want to go too. She's going to be a draw. Let's Are we go. going together? Oh my God. Jeremy, you got to come, come back down. into the city to see Chicago. Guys. <laughs> okay, good. Please. This is exciting news. I'm really excited for her and for making history. Congratulations, Angelica Ross. And thank you guys for playing along for today. All good news. You can always. Get in touch or follow my co-host. Follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez, jrosslopez. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or at Mr. Maurice. And follow us at Tags Podcast, also on the TikTok, Twitter as well. And in the meantime, guys, thank you. Continue having hot, hot, gay, sex. sex. Yeah.